From KGW News, this is Straight Talk with Laurel Porter. Hello and welcome to Straight Talk. I'm Laurel Porter. Decision 2020 saw a record number of candidates who were women and women of color run for office and win. Here at home, Nafisa Fai, an immigrant from Somalia, made history with her victory in the Washington County Commissioner's race. She becomes the first black member and first Muslim member on the commission. In West Lynn, Jules Walters won the race for mayor. She'll be dealing with the scandal in the West Lynn Police Department following the wrongful arrest of a black man. Walters is promising to make the community a welcoming place for all to live and where all residents feel represented. Behind the scenes helping these women and many others is a nonprofit assisting Democratic women run for office at all levels. I'm pleased to welcome as my guest Jillian Shoney, CEO of Emerge Oregon and Washington County Commissioner-elect Nafisa Fai. We'll meet Westland Mayor-elect Jules Walters in our next segment. Welcome to Stray Talk. It's nice to have you both here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Let's begin with you, Nafisa. You won your seat on the Washington County Commission with 58% of the vote. And as I mentioned, you become the first black member and first Muslim member on the board. What does that mean to you? It means so much. I'm honored and excited that the voters in my district uh, chose me. You know, this is a critical job with huge responsibility and I'm honored to have their trust and in me to really fulfill that and to be that commissioner that's transparent and accessible. And I'm also honored to join a list of a lot of firsts here in Oregon, um, especially for communities of color. You know, Joan Hardesty being the first and Carmen Rubio and uh, I'm really excited to have that support and, and group of people that were ahead of me that, you know, um, that I can look into and, and seek guidance and advice from. Also, Mohammed um, El Jury was the first Muslim also elected on the PCC board. Uh, so I'm excited to have uh, so many uh, different um, communities of color who have been first and know what uh, have lessons learned and understand what's like to be the first and and I'm pretty sure they have some uh, exciting news for me and what to avoid and I'm you know if I'm honest I'm also scared you know to be the first is scary in itself so uh, I'm but I'm confident that um, we'll make things happen for uh, District 1 in Washington County and and to be really be a voice that represents and reflects the people in our uh, county. Which is becoming much more diverse. I think I read that in Washington County, uh, more than a third of the residents are non-white residents. You were born in Somalia and your family fled that country's civil war. You came to this country as a teenager about 22 years ago. Give us a little more about your background and how it shaped who you are today. Yeah, you know, um, when the war happened and as a little girl in the refugee camp, um, I had a dream that when I come to America, because there was never an if, because when you're holding on to hope, it's always, you know, when. And my dream was when I come to America to work for the American Red Cross or the United Nations, the UN, because they were the two organizations that were helping us in the refugee camps. You know, the tents and the blankets that we were using were blastered with the UN logos. 
and and all the you know the food and the health uh, stuff that we were uh, given to were also had Red Cross logos. So my dream was when I come to America, I would work for those two uh, two org one of those two organizations. And when I finished my schooling upon arriving here. Um, I found out the nearest UN was in San Francisco and I couldn't convince my mom that San Francisco was another state, part of America. You know, she was like, nope, we just got here, you're staying here. And I was lucky enough to find uh, the American Red Cross headquarters be two blocks up of the low income affordable housing, low income housing that we were living in Northeast Portland. Um, and I was fortunate enough to start my career there and work there for nearly a decade. and and then transition to public health because I, you know, wanted to switch my lab coat and the gloves and the face shield to, uh, to really uh, a tennis shoes, sort of to say, uh, to be boots on the ground and, and to contribute differently to the community. And, you know, I decided to become a, a community organizer and worked in public health in different ways. And now here I am as an elected official and well, congratulations, and, and we'll talk more about your career as a, a healthcare professional too. Yes, a, applause for you. You're also a mom. We have a photo of you with uh, your three boys. Your youngest just nine months old, so you were campaigning while you were pregnant during the pandemic. That had to have been tough. I, I want to bring Jillian in because you're the CEO of the nonprofit Emerge Oregon. What does Emerge Oregon do, and how did you get connected with Nafisa? So for the last 10 years, we have worked hard to recruit and train Democratic women from around the state, women of all ages, um, over 15% of whom identify as LGBTQ, uh, over 30% women of color, uh, many of whom who are first generation Americans. And truly, they reflect the diversity of women that we should have in elected office. So um, it was through that recruitment uh, and training effort that um, I had the privilege of meeting Nafisa as part of our class of 2018. And tell us how Emerge Oregon, Nafisa, how Emerge Oregon helped you get ready to run for office. Yeah, you know, I think Jillian can summarize it better, but Emerge Oregon really teaches you the nuts and bolts of how to run for office successfully, starting with your values and, and the passion that you have of helping people. And, you know, I almost missed this opportunity. You know, my friend Rosa Klein sent me the, uh, the link to apply the application to that class. And, and I remember telling her, well, is this really something for me? Are you sure, Rosa? And, uh, and I thought, you know, she'll forget about it if I don't respond. Um, her questions immediately or uh, you know and I think a, a, t a day before the application was due uh, Rosa said Nafisa have you turned in your application and I remember telling her emailing back and said oh you know I'm gonna do it I, I want to do it because I really didn't want to disappoint her because she saw something in me that this was the right fit and I told her you know it's it, it the one of the part of the application, the requirement is you have to submit a, a letter of recommendation. And I said to Rosa, there's a letter of recommendation due. I understand if it's too late. And I remember her emailing back and said, give me two hours. And she sent in her letter of recommendation and I submit my applications. And, you know, I, the other thing that 
you know, besides teaching you um, how to run for office successfully, one of the great things that Emerge does is it gives you a network, uh, really a sisterhood, uh, a group of women that really take you under their wings and, and show you around the ropes and take you to places and introduce you. Uh, you know, there's a Felicita Monteblanco here in Washington County. She took me under her wing, and uh, and I wouldn't have met her if it wasn't for Emerge. Well, um, let me bring Jillian. Me to Jillian back in yeah. here. How many women were you trying to get elected this election cycle, and who are some of the, the notable women who have been elected after going through your training? Uh, well, this year we had over 70 women uh, who were either on the, the May and or November ballots, uh, the primary and general elections and across the state. And, um, you know, in Emerge, I, I want to say this first, you know, we encourage our women to run for the office that aligns with what they're passionate about, the issues that they really want to work on. Um, some of them choose to move, you know, to up to higher office and some don't. E either way is fine. But um, our two statewide electeds that we are, of course, are very proud of are Val Hoyle, who is uh, the state's labor commissioner, and Shamia Fagan, who was just elected as our next secretary of state. Commissioner-elect Fide, during the campaign, did you experience any reluctance from citizens or discrimination even based on the color of your skin or that you're a Muslim and wear a headscarf? You know, when I, before the primary, when I was door knocking and, and, and getting my face in front of the voters and asking their votes, uh, you know, people were honored uh, that even somebody like myself with this background is running and they really were ready to get behind me, um, you know, and so I haven't really experienced anything when I was door knocking. Now on social media is completely different, unfortunately, and it's really easy to mobilize people with hate in their heart. Uh, so I've experienced a lot and there were times that it got really messy and scary and, and really thought about if this is the right path for me because I have small children that I, you know, want to see, um, you know, graduate and, you know, get married and lead a life that I'm leading and live a long life as well. Um, but, um, you know, by the grace of God, nothing bad happened uh, to me and uh, we took some precautions of course you know and even when I was door knocking we always you know put that uh, um, measure in place to be safe and I had a few people that were volunteers that were door knocking with me but uh, online unfortunately was uh, super scary for me and I think uh, one of the uh, one article that was done in the beginning on me I think uh, attracted a lot of hate and to be honest some of the people were not even from Oregon you know, they didn't even know I was in Oregon. Some were confused that I was in Florida or, you know, so I'm not sure how they reached my information or how my information reached them, but somehow they found me and uh, I got a lot of association to our Congresswoman uh, Ilhan Omar uh, because we're both from Somalia and have uh, quite a bit of a resemblance. And, so, but yeah, but nothing, nothing too dangerous. Well, thank goodness. I know online can be a scary place. You're breaking barriers, though, and creating hope. Jillian, how do you view Nafisa Fai's election to the Washington County Board of Commissioners? What do you think it means for the county and for women who might think about running for office? Well, I would, I would like to highlight all of our women of color, 
who ran in Washington County won their races. Washington County, like you said earlier, is, um, I think it is the most diverse county right now, and it's about time. And I am just grateful for Nafisa and the other women who stepped up to run because it is the most pub public job interview of your life, and it, it's it's not easy. So um, I'm just grateful that to be part of their journey um, because uh, we need them in these elected positions. And I'm just so excited that Washington County will have Nafisa, particularly because of her public public health background. It is needed. And Nafisa is involved with contact tracing in Washington County, but we're just about out of time. I'd love to have you back on to talk more about that. But Nafisa, just a few seconds left. Anything else you'd like to say to viewers? Thank you. It's a great day to be Oregonian. And tomorrow, you know, a few words from our secretary-elect, Shamia Fagan. You know, I'm just an ordinary Oregonian, and I look forward to serving our community. Commissioner-elect Nafisa Fai, thank you for joining us and good luck. And we'll hear more from Jillian Shoney in our next segment. Coming up next, we'll meet another woman who worked with Emerge Oregon, Westland Mayor-elect Jules Walters. And we'll hear how other women can get involved. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Straight Talk, I'm Laurel Porter. There were four candidates who ran for mayor in West Lynn and voters chose current city councilor Jules Walters to take the helm of the city. Walters will take over at a challenging time with complaints about dysfunction on the council and a racist scandal that rocked the Westland Police Department and the community as a whole. Mayor-elect Walters joins us now along with the CEO of Emerge Oregon, Jillian Shoney, an organization that helped Walters and many other women prepare for and run for office. It's great to have you both here. We welcome back Jillian and congratulations, Mayor-elect Walters. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. You were elected to the city council in 2018. Why did you decide you wanted to run for mayor of Westland? Well, I just really enjoyed the work I was doing as a counselor. Um, and after different um, issues came up during that time, I really saw a need for new leadership on our city government. Um, and especially, um, you know, with the mayoral role opening up, I decided that it was time for me to step up and take, um, take that office. You also went through the Emerge Oregon training. We talked to Nafisa Fai about it in our first segment. How did that help you in your decision to run for office? Emerge has been an excellent organization. Um, I have learned so much from Jillian um, and all of the women that have gone through the Emerge program across the state, across the nation. Um, it gave me the confidence to uh, believe I can run. A lot of women um, need to sometimes feel asked to run and don't necessarily just decide to run. Um, and Emerge has really brought out um, the need for women in office. We need a more, more of a representation of women across Oregon in different offices and committees um, that just, you know, to, to govern through a different lens. Jillian, what do you think Jules Walters' election means for West Lynn? Oh, well, I've been watching the Westland City Council for a long time, and I am just really excited that for for every community member in that city, that they now have an inclusive, compassionate, 
leader who will listen and bring the change that is needed in Westland and so many other parts of our states when it comes to communities of color and also our LGBTQ individuals. There's been um, you know, a lot of debate and controversy recently. And I think Jules is the leader that, um, that the community needs and, and that we need across our state to, to really make sure that our communities are welcoming for everyone. And Mayor, like Walters, you do have some big challenges before you, including serious concerns about police reform and accountability in the Westland Police Department. So to go back a little bit and refresh our viewers' memories, in 2017, Michael Fesser, a black man, was targeted and falsely arrested by Westland Police. He had confided in his boss at a towing company that he thought he was facing racial discrimination at work, and that's when his boss called in a favor from his friend, the then chief of police of the Westland Police Department, to arrest Fesser before he could sue his company. The chief ordered officers to investigate Fesser and build a case around allegations he was stealing from the Portland Towing Company. Two Westland sergeants then arrested and detained Fesser. That incident eventually ended with the city of Westland settling with Fesser for $600,000 for wrongful arrest and discrimination. It's one of the biggest wrongful arrest cases in Oregon history. Fesser's lawyer called it old boy style racism. Mayor-elect Walters, mm -hmm. you were on the Westland Council when you learned about this. What was your reaction to all this? Yeah, that's a great question. And thank you for bringing this up. This has been a centerpiece of the work that we've been doing all year. Um, it first came to my attention in some closed door executive sessions, but as a counselor, we weren't really, I wasn't really supplied with the full breadth of what was happening. Uh, so when the settlement happened and the public was outraged, um, we had a meeting that night, a city council meeting. We had a wide variety of community members come in and express their outrage, um, their disappointment, and I agreed to hold myself accountable to fixing things. So we've done several pieces of work. In fact, last night, last night I was on um, a meeting with our new police oversight task force. That is um, something that I proposed to the council. And um, we have a citizen group, a wide variety of people from different backgrounds who are working together to create a, an entity that will oversee um, our police department so that people who have complaints have a place to make that complaint that's not to the police department. Um, and also to have an independent uh, perhaps arm or entity that will look at those complaints and decide which ones need to be investigated. And that's just the first level. We're still doing an equity um, audit at the moment. We have several investigations going on into what happened back in 2017 and 18. Um, we, are, uh, we have an independent uh, investigation happening, a DOJ investigation happening. But I'm really looking forward to in my first year, first three years as mayor, making sure that we're heading down that path of really um, having transformative equity policies so that everybody in Westland feels welcome and safe. Mr. Fesser recently addressed some concerned citizens in a video forum and said he doesn't think much has changed in Westland. Is there anything you would say to Mr. Fesser, what kind of pledge you could make to him? Yes, I understand his frustration. Um, there have been times where I've shared that frustration as well. Um, sometimes uh, things take longer to happen than we want them to. Uh, I can pledge to him that I'm work working very hard and have been working very hard all year to continue on this work and will not, um, will not stop until I feel like we have come to a place where we can really grow and change as a community. 
Um, Mr. Fesser is a great man. He's come many time, times to the, <clears throat> excuse me, to our community. He's met with our youth. He's, he's met with um, different community members and has done a lot of um, community work to try and bring us together and bridge us with his community in Northeast Portland. Um, I would like to work with him to continue that work in my role as mayor. Um, and I'm hoping that as soon as uh, the pandemic is over, that will be a much easier thing to do. I want to jump back to Emerge Oregon and Jillian for other women who are watching who might have an inkling they might like to run for office. What would you like to say to them? Well, you do not have to apply to our pro our program knowing 110 percent exactly what you want to run for and when like a lot of women come into our program and use our process to figure out if elected office is how they want to serve their community because there are a variety of roles one can take um, to the betterment um, of their community elected office is just one but if they go to our website if you google emerge organ you can jump on there and you can learn uh, the basics and we have a variety of programs that we'll offer next year we have our, our signature program which is six to seven months of meetings and trainings, um, but we also do some boot camps every now and again for you know women who just want to get a little taste and try it on for size um, before deciding. But I also those women I would encourage like get involved. Our elected leaders can't do it all on their own, so show up at those city council meetings, those school board meetings, those county commission meetings, and share with our elected leaders, what is going on, help them be successful in their jobs. Jules, do you want to elaborate on that? What would you like to say to other potential candidates or women who'd like to get involved? Um, well, first of all, I would reach out to an organization just like Emerge um, and find that group of people that you know that you can um, reach out to through the process for guidance and, and encouragement. There are definitely times where you need encouragement on this road. However, it's so rewarding, it's worth it. Um, and don't be afraid, you know, I, I think um, just step up and try it and it's, you'll find it to be um, life-changing. We have about two minutes left. Um, Jillian, I know you have a lot of confidence in mayor-elect Jules Walters, why? We need leaders like Jules who make it very clear to everyone in the community that any form of hate is unacceptable and who are committed to the long, the, the change we need for the long term. And um, mm -hmm. we just have to start facing these issues head on and bringing people together to um, figure out a much better way forward so that everybody feels uh, welcome in our communities throughout Oregon. And it's, it's long overdue, and I am just grateful for Jules stepping up and making that commitment. And I believe 110% that um, Jules, will, Jules, Jules will deliver. We have about a minute left, Jules, but I did want to let you have a, some time to talk about just briefly a, a couple of your other priorities for West Lynn. Oh, I have a whole list, and I'm excited to get to work. Um, I would say, of course, we've already mentioned meaningful police reform, equitable and safe welcoming communities for all. But we also have a lot of um, transportation issues coming up here in West Lynn. There's a plan to toll the I-205 just here around our city, which I don't find is equitable um, and is disproportionately putting a lot of diversion traffic onto our roads. 
So uh, what I'm really looking forward to do is repairing and building new regional partnerships. So we're at the table when these decisions are made with transportation, with housing, with infrastructure. Those are all key. Um, and also I want to improve outreach and communication within the city itself with our community. And so that, that way we could be making more data informed decision making and community based policy making. Um, and finally, you know, between the pandemic and the wildfires we had here, especially in Clackamas County, I mean, our neighborhood was choked with smoke as most were across the region. Um, and so I really want to look at disaster resiliency, including the pandemic and wildfire response and uh, see how we've done and what we can do to uh, rebuild and improve those systems. Well, Mayor like Jules Walters, Jillian Shoney, thank you for joining us and good luck to both of you. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank and thank you for watching and listening. Be sure to download our podcast. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. We're off next week for Thanksgiving. Have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you in two weeks for Straight Talk.